Welcome back to Pop Culture Failure, where we watch a show from our youth to see how it stands up. I am Sky. I'm Jake. And today we are watching Ninja Turtles The Next Mutation, episode number 20. The Guest. The turtles get a guest. <laughs> yeah, this one is very similar to the style of Japanese television where they tell you exactly what's going to happen in the title. Oh, is that a thing? Oh my goodness, yes. I don't know anything about Japanese television. Yeah, they have severe spoilers in their titles. I'm not aware of anything that happens outside of the Midwest. <laughs> what about Star Wars? Does that count? Um, yes. Because it's in a galaxy far, far away. It's the Midwest of space. <laughs> Tatooine. Is that right? Sure. Blue I think Milken. Tatooine's probably like the deep south of, <laughs> of space. Let's be honest. Wherever they collect moisture and blue milk. I don't know what animal that blue milk comes from. Probably a dewback or something. A jaw. <laughs> Go milk the jawas. Gross. It's got weird fast. Or sand people milk. That's weird, Sky. How weird is it? Um, It's so weird that a blind man moves in with the turtles. <laughs> yeah, do you remember that fella from the first episode who we thought we'd never see again? Yeah, he came back. His name is Andre, and he's still blind, but he comes back still to... Still blind. He didn't get any better. Could happen. Maybe he had some medicinal marijuana. That's true. And he got better. Otherwise, he might have gone blinder. I don't know that medicinal... Ma is medicinal marijuana a thing in 1997? Yes. Okay. I feel like that episode of The Simpsons was around then, so... Mm, maybe. But it wasn't legal. The one with Laddie? Prob it probably wasn't as legal as it is now. Well, if it was for medicinal purposes, it was uh, legal. I still think it was sketchy. Ish. The lines are still blurry now, and it's 2017. <laughs> yeah. So as you can assume, wackiness ensues. Yeah, we, we got a quiz episode. You know how much we love quiz. This guy super loves quiz. He sees best. a lot of himself in him. <laughs> You're the queasiest guy. Uh, it hasn't come out yet, but we ha had an interview with one of the gentlemen who worked on this show, and now we kind of feel a little bit bad about making fun of it, but we're still gonna. Yeah, because um, a lot of what's wrong with it is not his fault. Yeah. It's the writing. <laughs> I think throughout we've been pretty clear that we didn't think that anybody working on this was at fault. It's mostly the higher-ups who probably... fucking Sky backtrack. Never set foot on set. His ass. We already recorded the interview. It's okay. <laughs> he can't not do it. No, he we... He's a very nice man. He was super to nice. Talk to us. But no, I, I think when we were going through it, we are like, we don't think, you know, the actors, it's not their fault, the set designers and so on. It's they were... They had very little to work with. For all intents and purposes, the sets are all right. Yeah, that's fair. And the turtle costumes look really neat. Uh, we we also got to the bottom of lip syncing problems, yes. which I feel a real sadist. I feel like we could just end the podcast now <laughs> because my first question got answered. <laughs> so um, we're not going to spoil it for you guys unless we accidentally do, which I in inevitably will. Yeah, but you'll hear it soon enough. I just have to edit it. Oh, great. Uh, Your surprise relies on Sky doing something. I've put this podcast out on time every week for 20 episodes. Except for that time we had to re-record it. <laughs> it was still out on time. Was it? Yes. What an awful time. Yeah, because we tried to record early and then it didn't work. So we had oh, to record yeah. normal. Gross. Um, <clears throat> shall we? Yeah, might as well. Did you know this takes place in New York City? How can you tell? Statue of Liberty. Yeah. I don't think we've seen her yet. Uh, that could be true. We haven't seen the Empire State Building either. So it's it's daytime. It's straight up daytime. Like it it, it may be just after morning break. Because yeah. it looks a little twilighty. Or not twilighty, a little I don't know, morning mist. Okay. Yeah, sort of the the sun has just crested. 
And we open, like, we get a bunch of establishing shots, and then we cut over to a dock that says, do not walk on the dock. Now, like, there's a sign posted right in front of it. That fucking sign is there for a reason. Probably because there's some sort of danger. Yep. That that dock looks like it's in disrepair. It could collapse <laughs> sure under anyone's weight. And what, <laughs> what does Splinter and An- Andre do? They hang out on the dock. Well, to be fair... Andre can't read that sign. <laughs> All right, that's fair. Splinter chose this meeting place, I'm going to wager. And Splinter also decided, fuck it, let's just go outside. It's daytime, whatever. But he, Well, he does say, Andre, you're two hours late. So if your theory of it being just the crest of dawn is true, that means he met, wanted to meet Andre pre-dawn. Okay. But he didn't go away. He didn't, like, go, well, fuck, sun's up. I'm a monster. I should get back yeah, underground. I gotta hide. People will try and kill me because I'm <laughs> terrifying. People try and kill each other because they're slightly different. He is a straight up goblin. <laughs> People will murder him. So uh, Andre wanders up. Well, not wanders. He walks out there deliberately. Yeah, just because he's blind, Sky. I want to apologize right now to anyone who might listen who is blind because I promise I will accidentally be insensitive. <laughs> um, Sky will be slightly less insensitive, but. It's gonna happen. Because Andre's really ridiculous. Yeah, I, I when we first met him, he didn't really have any character development or I mean, lines, really. He was blind, that was his character. But I chose to believe that he was just a normal person who could go about his day and get things done. He can? Yeah. So well, we'll get we'll into get it. We'll get to it, yeah. I worked with a blind girl when I was directing a play twice, and um, she was way more apt than Andre. So. Yeah, he's cartoon blind. He's not even he's walking mis- with the cane properly. He's fucking Mr. Magoo. <laughs> yeah. There's a proper way to walk with a cane, because there's a specific way where the cane is where you're, the foot you're leading with isn't. That way, you don't walk into something. And Andre just kind of walks tapping directly in front of him, not weaving it back and forth. Well, it's a show about a big monster rat and his turtle friends. <laughs> what do you want from them? More. So we learn that Andre's been uh, fucking booted from his building so they can uh, rent it to yuppies. Goddamn millennials. This was before our time. Yeah. But I mean, this is another, this is just fucking, this is um, just a a comment on society today. Just about how we don't uh, treasure our elders. We don't have a proper place to store old people. Yeah. (laughs) Splinter makes a unilateral decision uh, that... Uh, Andre is going to come and stay with the, the him and the turtles without discussing it with his family. To be fair, he's the dad. He can make that decision. True. But also, there's five other people staying in that place five of people, indeterminate size. Five people who cannot go three seconds without telling each other that they're turtles. <laughs> Everything is turtles. Every sentence them. ends with green time or shellacious yeah. or turtlefication. They're like a really uninteresting person who has one thing about them, and that's all they can say. Like, oh, uh, I can't even think of anything. Like Firefighting. Oh, yeah. Firefighters love to tell you that they're a firefighter. You're right. Now this guy is <laughs> desecrating your firefighters. He hates blind firefighters, everyone. Are there, are there a lot of those? I don't know. Now, Andre doesn't know that Splinter's a rat. Cool. Does he ever question that his name is Splinter? <laughs> That's not a name. Well, it could be a nickname. I bet, like, he knew some jazz magicians. Oh, Andre definitely knew some jazz magicians. Magicians. I said magician, and then you said magician, because I contaminated your brain. But I bet Andre knows some jazz musicians. Jesus Christ, Ertl. Get it together. Just edit all the word musician out. (laughs) Andre definitely looks like he's one of the grandfathers from the Cosby show. (laughs) It would have been great if his walking stick was a trombone. (laughs) So I'm betting that he knows some dudes who with some silly names. I guess that's like true. Like Muddy Waters, etc. 
That's the only jazz <laughs> musician all. I could think of. In any event, Splinter's just like, hey, come stay with me and my family. Come stay in our sewer. He does not mention up front that it is, in fact, a sewer. Well, would you? Nah. Andre agrees, and then we cut over to a different part of the port or wharf or wherever they're near the docks. The dock. Queez is just wandering around. He has no reason to be out there. <laughs> he's on a walk. It's the fucking morning time. Right. He's just exercising. But he's wandering around holding a long rod that is some sort of bio-disruptor of some sort. It's going to cause bio to melt or something. I, I, I guess it's supposed to cause, like, the way they paint it, it's supposed to spontaneously combust stuff. Why he didn't make that in the lab and then bring it directly to Dragon Lord, I, I don't know. Because he, it was time for his walk. Right. He but left why, the lab and why? he said, hey, it's 7.30. It's time for my walk. That's how I keep healthy. First of all, he takes constitutionals. All right. He's on his morning constitutional. And he said, oh, I'll take my stick with me. When I return, I'll head straight to Dragon Lord's room. Show him my, my disruptor stick. No. <laughs> show no, me the evidence should. otherwise. Well, this entire episode is based on this stupid decision. The whole thing it, that... Is the lab off-site? I think it's just like... Because it seemed like it was down the hall. I assumed it's upstairs only because the turtles always crawl up to get into it. But I guess they're coming from below the street. Yeah, so that could be ground floor. Yeah. I don't know. Also, I mean, the Dragon Lord's church is really tall, so I also assumed that something had to be upstairs. Yeah, I don't know. The Dragon Lord's whole deal is, I want to eat these turtles. Yes. So why would Queez make a weapon that, like, explodes them? (laughs) Well, he says at some point that it's it's good for cooking turtles. So it doesn't, like, explode you, it just, like, fries you from the inside out. Well, he also states that it's going to turn them into ash. So I don't know where. Maybe there's a setting. Uh, there are a couple buttons. Delicious turtle meat yeah. or mm-hmm. ash. I can cook a turkey in three seconds. <laughs> I've saved Thanksgiving. <laughs> so, I don't know, but he pulls out his doodad and makes some notes to himself, starting the sentence with, I'm a genius, because in, in case he forgot. Please, don't, Sky, I've heard you start sentences like that. Uh, luckily, Andre brought all of his luggage and left it not on the dock, so Splinter's carrying it for well, him. Well, he got kicked out, so I assume he just had to bring it with him and, like, tucked it away somewhere, I Sure, guess. but how many suitcases do you own? Uh, Is it five? I only own two suitcases. Because <laughs> he, has, he has at least five. But also, that's those are all of his belongings? Okay, but, like, why isn't there, like, garbage bags and, and boxes? boxes? And boxes, yeah. If we got kicked out of this house right now, it would take me three weeks to move out. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, me too. Splinter can't see because he's got the, the luggage. And Andre can't see because he's blind. Queez has no reason to... Yeah, I guess <laughs> that's just, true. Queez just slams into them and knocks down the luggage and Andre and he gets... It's a classic mix-em-up. He, right from the get-go. Queez doesn't notice that Splinter is an enormous rat. That's because he's holding the suitcases in between them. No. No, he's not. Yes, he is. <laughs> he's pretending to, he's but trying he has a to. clear line of sight. Listen... Uh, it takes a lot for people to realize that Splinter's a rat for some reason. <laughs> well, rat DNA is very close to human DNA. But they fall into all those boxes, and that then was lucky. Queez picks up Andre's regular walking stick. And wouldn't you know it, Andre accidentally grabs the weapon and blows up the ground a little bit, like three or four times. And Splinter doesn't notice, and Andre doesn't notice. <laughs> yep, even though we hear tiny explosions. And I guess Splinter did recognize him because he says something like, a brush with evil. He calls him an evil weevil. It was it was real weird. And then we cut to the, the also, opening. Also, there are buttons on on the disruptor stick. Yeah, like the, that. The Andre end. pushes. Wouldn't he be like, "Hey, I didn't used to have to push buttons on my regular <laughs> walking stick." Also, that hand grip is thicker. Yeah, and uh, I'm willing to bet that that disruptor 
doesn't collapse like a blind person's game It probably would. also weighs at least a little bit different. Yeah, the weight's... So there's a lot and of... And if I know anything from Daredevil, his senses are heightened. His <laughs> other senses, I mean. Not his sense of height. Sight. Damn it. We're real struggling on this one. So we cut back and uh, get the opening shot of the lair. Donatello has done a thing Ugh. that is supposed to be some sort of safeguard. He put in uh, some doodad that'll drop like 50,000 ping pong balls it's or something. It's only 1,000 ping pong balls. Whatever. Uh, yeah, it's a motion detector that when it triggers it, it, it rains down ping pong balls. But it's directly in their main entrance. Yes. It's also on off to the, the side. So, like, pretty easy to sidestep. And also, how would this in any way be effective towards anything? Well, we find out later that it's not. Well, sure. But how did he pitch this idea to the other He turtles? tells them. He says it'll rain down a thousand ping pong balls, causing them disorientation, and then giving them trouble to walk on. Home Alone style. Right. He but... just saw Home Alone. <laughs> Lost in New York. No. Home Alone 3. Oh. The third. The one where they get knocked down, but they get up again? Yeah. They use tub thumping in the commercials for that that one. Shut up. You shut up. Um, everybody's really excited and on board for this stupid thing. It's not difficult to smash a ping pong ball. No, like, even marbles would be better. Splinter's brought Andre, and they, he just drops his suitcases down the hole. And this is how the turtles get introduced to him. Yeah. Boy. Not a heads up. Yep. Not a, hey, Andre, um, my kids are down here. Don't say banana. <laughs> one of them will fucking kill you for <laughs> yeah. some reason. Uh, also, don't eat anything Michelangelo prepares you. Right. Um, here's my problem with this. He has invited this blind gentleman yes. into his his filthy fucking home. Yes. This home is not safe for regular people with sight. No. There are tripping hazards <laughs> everywhere. There are pointy things just laying about. Yeah, apparently Leonardo just left his fucking katana, his pretend katana out on the table or something. And, I mean, Andre gets a hold of a lot of those, but at no point does he just fall and bash his fucking face on the coffee table like would actually happen. I think that's for the best, but... <laughs> that we else? don't see that happen. A lot of blood in this episode. <laughs> but they lie to him and tell him it's not a fucking sewer. Yeah, they call it a penthouse, but underground. Yeah, a sub-level penthouse or something. Yeah, and then the ping pong balls drop. And then yeah. Andre, nonplussed, says, uh, Hey, Splinter, call your landlord and tell him to change the weather in your apartment Brother, you've got hail. Sky, that is an old-timey, jazzy, blind New York man. He has seen some shit. Which he's probably 70 years old, so he's been in New York since, like, the 30s at this point. <laughs> Nothing can affect him. If he found out those were monsters that he was hanging out with, he'd probably be like, Cool, man! Like, Andre doesn't give a single fuck. He also doesn't talk like that. <laughs> he kind of does. He says brother and like jive and stuff. I don't know. That's the turtles. Yeah. I don't know. I just, it it feels weird. Well, I mean, it's this show. Yeah. They don't know how to write for people. Uh, also, you get a good look at Venus's hands and it creeps me out that she has lady fingernails. <laughs> it just makes me really uncomfortable. I'm kind of surprised that they're not painted the sh same shade of blue as her mask and <laughs> That's true. shin guards and stuff. Splinter leads Andre over to the couch where Venus is meditating and he just kind of waves his cane around in a really rude way. Yeah. I, I get it, you can't see, but maybe don't just swing that around, your cane around and knock all your a, shit down off of shelves. That's just a rule, like, yeah. when you're in a place. Yeah. He, and then he finds a exploding ball. Yeah, he finds one of Venus's armored beads, and he just decides it's a ping pong ball, and hucks it behind him, and it explodes in Splinter's train car. So he thinks the ping pong balls are hail, and he thinks the exploding balls are ping pong balls. 
Yes. Okay. Even though they are very different sizes. Yes. Uh, and consistency and probably weights. But then, so while this is happening, Splinter's like a foot away being like, <laughs> hey, I know you're turtles. Pretend just, to be human, just please. Just be cool. I know you're not good at it, but be cool, please. You know please. how you lied to all those people at your rave? <laughs> do that, but here. Do, yeah, do that, but here. Live the lie, please. <laughs> Which is fine, whatever. Unless he tries to kiss someone. <laughs> if he goes in for a kiss on any of them, then they're fucking screwed. Also, the turtles actively say, please don't throw that, and then he throws it anyway. That's true. He's not going to get a kiss that way. He finds one of Donatello's staffs, which apparently has a fucking arrow in it that can shoot out at high velocity. I mean, Donatello's been working on him. He In that other episode, he was like, I'm making this better. And yeah. Splinter was like, nah, wood's cool. And he's he picks it up. He says, what is this, a javelin? And then just fucking shoots it. And it's like, dude, what what are you doing? You are a guest. And it, it shoots an arrow and he decides it, it thunks into the wall right next to his head. And he decides it's a hat rack and he hangs up his hat. This is why I don't invite blind people over here. <laughs> you also don't know any blind people. I know a blind person. I already went through that story. Well, inviting a, a high schooler over is probably a poor choice. <laughs> yeah. That's how you end up on lists. You'll <laughs> yeah. have to move because you won't be able to live next to a playground. Now that this is on the internet, I'm already on a list, so thanks. <laughs> well, you're the one that posted the turtle porn. What? You're the oh, one. Oh, I did, didn't I? <laughs> and then he picks up Leonardo's sword and starts activating the scissors because he's a menace. Thank goodness for him, they're not real scissors. Yeah. <laughs> so we cut over to the Dragon Church, and Queeze is attempting to use the dealie because he also didn't notice the change in weight or size or shape of the cane that he's holding. Literally until he presented it to the boss. He didn't try to do a trial run you know, beforehand and make sure that the power is good. Just, uh, just, brought, a, just brought a regular cane just, up to the Dragon Lord. Just imagine how different the show would be if people just used like a regular train of thought. <laughs> Dragon Lord's like, is it broken? How did you break it? And he's like, no, it's not broken. It's just not here. This is just I lost stick. it. But I can go get it based on no information. No, he has the he has the thing that tracks the bio. That's fair. Apparently, it, it's radioactive. You're right. So he's got a doodad where he can track the radiation. Because then Dragon Lord goes full Donald Trump is like, <laughs> I will pull the plug on this science <laughs> in in 24 hours. Well, I think he implies that he's going to kill Queez at that point. No, he straight up says that will cut the funding. Yeah, and then he draws a, a line across his neck with a claw. I, I thought that was just about the funding. No, I, th I think that is... Well, just like our fine president, he's really hard to read. <laughs> he's very vague and menacing, but not really. Dragon Lord completes thoughts, though. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's what I like about him. Cut back to the sewer. Uh, the turtles are all eating hot dogs. Um, or, well, no, they're eating turtle dogs. But also, we watch Andre take the fakest bite of food I've seen in this show. Most of the cast Containing is puppets. puppets. <laughs> and I've seen them bite things more realistically than this blind man just pretended to bite that hot dog. Just one sh one shot of him, like, swooping his face at the hot dog, and then the next shot, it's in his mouth, and he's spitting it out. Yes, also, Leonardo is eating a hot dog with chopsticks. Was he? Yep. I missed that. <laughs> Uh, but Michelangelo concocted some sort of nonsense with anchovies and something else, so it's disgusting. So Andre's like, I'm going to go get proper hot dog fixins. Evidently means... All the cheese. <laughs> no less than 10 wedges of cheese. No less than $70 worth of cheese. Couldn't pay his rent. Maybe it's because he's buying too much cheese. Yeah. Hey, buddy. Uh, maybe, uh, maybe come back on your cheese habit. How much cheese is too much cheese? Any amount of cheese is too much cheese. But he goes to Dr. Cheese, <laughs> which looks like this quaint little cheese shop. Also, 
uh, kind of sounds like a front for Dr. Queeze. Yeah. Are those people just eating cheese outside of Dr. Cheese? I guess so. It looks like. But Dr. Queeze is, out- is outside of Dr. Cheese because he's got his doodad and led him there. Dr. Cheese, Dr. Queeze, Dr. Cheese. Queeze makes a, a, a cartoon amount of effort to chase after him uh, and dives at this blind man, misses, and ends up in a, tr- in a garbage can. To be fair, I mean, obviously there's something wrong with Dr. Queeze. Look at him. <laughs> he, he does. Ha- he's very sick. <laughs> so whatever's wrong with him, probably, like, that's how he thinks he should... It's like whatever level of brain tumors or whatever he has... Like, he, that's how he should sneak. He's not hes not purposely being over cartoony. He's just not well. I'll accept that. That's how you end up in a trash can. Bested <laughs> by a blind up, man with a bag of cheese. This is the second time uh, he's wound up, or wound up in trash, thanks and to Andre. Not the last. Yeah, there's at least one more. So the turtles just let this blind man leave the lair that he's only been once. I mean, to be fair, he seems to be able to get around on his own. Okay, he finds Splinter all the time. True, but the dragons can't find the lair. Yeah, but the, the blind, foot couldn't find the lair the after actively man, looking for it for 18 the years. The blind man's not a dum-dum. He knows to count his steps. <laughs> okay, that's that's fair, I guess. If I just be... don't feel like it's a good idea to let anybody wander around the sewer. Well, I imagine he just goes out that hole he came in. He probably didn't take the sewers down to the old cheese shop. And then he just shows up and he fucking dumps his big ass package that's more than 70 dollars worth of cheese absolutely it's so much cheese also splinter loves cheese because he's uh he's a rat yeah the turtles are um not super big fans of uh, andre so they're kind of mocking him because as he was away and they shut up immediately as he enters the the lair and they pretend like this cheese is gross and stinks they literally eat what they can find in the sewer right yes <sighs> This is the freshest food they've ever been given. <laughs> Very likely, except for pizzas. Those hot dogs looked pretty good. They were real long and big, but when you have giant monsters like that, you gotta have a big-ass hot dog so it doesn't look dumb in their hands. <laughs> That's probably true. We cut back to Queez. It's nighttime now, and the the doodad has led him to a manhole cover. I have a problem with this, whereas if it only detects radiation, it should have just led him to the spot like right above where yeah. the lair is instead of to a door, but whatever. I mean, maybe it's right underneath there. Maybe he left it right by the stairs or the ladder leading out. But Queez is like, ah, awesome. I'm going to go find this thing and it'll be mine. And the rank that are with him don't appreciate him not mentioning Dragon Lord in that statement. So he changes his tune and is like, it'll be Dragon Lords. But then he doesn't go in the hole. Yeah, they run off a different direction. For some reason. And then then here comes a classic blind man misunderstanding when weapons are around. Yeah, he touched all the other turtles' weapons, so now he's got Raphael's sigh, which apparently to him felt like a shoehorn, and he was using it to help or to get his slippers off his feet. Yeah, which by the way, I don't know if you've ever worn a damn slipper, but you don't need a shoehorn to take a slipper off. They're named slippers because you can slip them on and off. But apparently, this old man's feet have swollen to the point where he can't get them off. In any case, Raphael was like, "Dude, what are you doing? That's that's not for that." You're gonna hurt yourself, asshole. But he acquiesces and gives it back and uh, lets Andre get his other slipper off using his sigh. Then he straight up tucks Andre in. <laughs> yep, and tells him to dream about babes. Yep, he calls him a homie. <laughs> he does. Uh, oh. so and Andre sleeps in his glasses because he's blind. Right. Duh. And they uh, they found a bed and they set it up right in the middle of the floor. And we we get to see like how the turtles actively go to sleep <laughs> instead um, of just where they've passed out. But it's exactly the same. 
Pretty much. Because Michelangelo and Leonardo share a couch. They are scissoring. They absolutely are scissoring. There's no other way to describe what I'm looking at. <laughs> that pl- I mean, that place isn't huge, but I bet if you like took one of those like spare rooms that nothing's happening in. Yeah, why don't you just throw a mattress on top of the train car? Just throw up some guardrails. You'll be fine. Just put some mattresses down around. Maybe no one's flushed any mattresses. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, they're visiting the zoo all the time. They could probably visit the junkyard. Well, they broke into the laser tag place. Fuck it. Just steal some mattresses. Yeah. I don't know. But they also have a clapper, which I Which is nice. Which doesn't actually... It turns off a light, and it's still very bright in there. <laughs> but apparently, Andre snores a lot, or loudly. I mean, it... if he didn't sleep in his glasses, he could roll over, and it would be fine. <laughs> so, Raphael goes out for a midnight constitutional. Stop saying constitutional. <laughs> no. Okay. Uh, you'd expect him to jump on the motorcycle. Yeah, I really thought it was going to happen. But uh, we need more exposition. So he crawls out of that uh, the manhole that Queez had staked out. Apparently they were just waiting for someone for, else yeah, to come out. Yeah, I guess so. For someone to bring the stick out to them. <laughs> I, I mean, to be fair, I don't want to go in the sewer either, so... Yeah. But the the rank have no qualms. Yeah, they're also monsters. And Queez looks mostly dead, but whatever. Raph tells him that he wasn't able to sleep because they're being polite for the moment. And then Queez offers to murder him, <laughs> uh, to which Raphael isn't super responsive. He's going to murder them with those weird scissors. But uh, Queez immediately is like, where's the disruptor rod? And Raph understandably says, what? And he's like, I know you know what it is. And it's like, why would I know what it is, dude? Oh, you mean, you mean Andre? He's the one with the stick. So why would you tell him that, man? What's right? even happening? But uh, I don't know. <laughs> he's... Then Raph gets really annoyed or angry with uh, Queez for wanting to take a blind man's cane. He says, I've got another friend who's hard of hearing. Do you want to steal his hearing aid? And he goes to take a swing. But he says it back. He says it weird. He doesn't. I I feel like the enunciation's weird. He says, I have another friend who's hard of hearing. And then I was like, what? (laughs) And then he goes, do you want to take his hearing aid? Like, I felt like the uh, emphasis was on the wrong words the way he said it. It, it, it I was very didn't distracted. Roll off the tongue. Uh, so he calls Dragonlord and is like, you want to eat a turtle, buddy? <laughs> and he says, uh, yeah. Well, no, he says, does it have the disruptor rod? Oh, yeah. Because apparently he doesn't want to have to wait for it to cook. Well, who does? <laughs> He's just holding a bone, by the way. He can breathe fire. <laughs> I guess that's true. You, and he was eating a raw meal right then. He made a point to say that. So I don't know what's going on or what the plan is. If there is one. But Raphael is holding a, a cape of some sort or something. Where did I that come from? I don't know. He didn't have it when he left. But he pulls out a red cape. He hucks it over the, the dragons. And then uh, kicks over scaffold or something. And a bunch of plastic containers fall on the rank. Now, from that moment, from for a few moments here, this fight almost looks like, like a good fight. If you take out all of Raph's yelling. Like he kicks... <laughs> and stupid sound effects. Yeah, oh yeah, take all the chicken clucks out of this. But he, like, opens that door and hits a guy and kicks him through the window. Yeah. And then, like, hops up on the car and, like, does a f- does running and flipping and maybe not so much flipping. But he's a lot of kicking instead of just, like, throwing chairs at people. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not bad this time. He does use some trash cans. But he uses them to, like, actually fight. He doesn't, <laughs> well, he doesn't, of. like, I don't know, he does it's not dumb. Or it's not as I mean, dumb. He does stand in them and then kick a couple at right, some rank. But, but I mean, it works. Uh, and then he Captain America's uh, a bunch of like uh, pallets with one of the trash can lids. And then it's impossible for the dragons to get around that car and over the top of things. That's right. I understand Quee's not being able to get over it because he's he's sickly. <laughs> <sighs> Wouldn't you think he'd just be like, 
hey, let's go in this hole this turtle just came out of. <laughs> yes. Yes, I would expect that. But that is not what happens. So that must not be the main entrance, because Raph gets back to the lair and goes, he's coming in the main entrance. Or he doubled back. I don't know. Hard to say. Impossible to say. But... But good news, Donatello's trap works. Yeah, his... And it it is, in fact, a minor nuisance. Uh, Raphael, I do actually appreciate the, <laughs> that form, because he stops, and he looks genuinely irritated. Uh, he sure does. Like, I think really that's the most work. acting in the whole show so far, yes. is how annoyed Raphael looks. They pull it off nice. And then he stumbles down the stairs, because he's sliding around on ping pong balls that his giant 200-pound turtle feet yeah. don't smash for some reason. <laughs> Uh, so he wakes up the other turtles and is like, hey, I just fought a bunch of rank and they're probably coming here. So we should do a thing about that. I already set up the trap. Yeah. So we should reset that and then go out. <laughs> How many more ping pong balls do we have? I mean, uh, you could probably reuse those ping pong balls. Well, yeah, but some of them got smashed. I suppose so. Or lost in the disarray that is the, the lair. Their fucking filth house. Yeah. So in the intervening time, in the in-between time when Raphael left and came back, Andre got up, wrote a note on a pizza box, and went to go find a new apartment. I have a lot of questions. Yes. Do blind people know how to write? <laughs> I would assume so, yes. Because maybe he hasn't always been blind? Yeah. Okay. I'm just going to say yes. But let's imagine you're in your first night in a new place that's filthy. How sure. do you find a fucking pen and a pizza <laughs> box to write on? <laughs> well, pizza box, I don't feel like was a problem. No, he was probably sleeping on it. That's what his bed was made out of. We put all these pizza boxes on top of each other for you. Yeah, threw a blanket on it, so you don't know. Yeah, because you're blind. <laughs> it's not like he's a princess and he can feel a pee through a mattress. <laughs> That's the next episode. He's just some guy. Just the princess guy. So we never actually see the note, so I don't think it actually exists. <laughs> no, it's just Venus looking at a pizza box. But she says he apologizes for being a burden and that he's going to go look for an apartment. He was in there for less than 12 hours. Also... That's what he's staying here for, is to stay here until he finds an apartment. Yes. He doesn't need to apologize. They don't need to freak out. Correct. Well, I mean, leaving I mean a notice... Queez is going after him. They did well, discover okay. that. They need to freak out about that. Yes. But, like, it's, it's nice of him to leave a note and be like, hey, I'm going to look for an apartment. I'll be back if I don't find one today. It's just, yeah, him saying, I'm sorry, I was a burden, is a weird choice. <laughs> it sure is. Sorry, sorry you guys had to make up a bed for me. Yeah. I guess. Uh, well, I guess he did kind of fuck up their shit a little bit. I guess, but he didn't seem to know that. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know whose side I'm on. <laughs> Definitely not Splinters. <laughs> no, he should have talked to the Turtles first. But And then Leonardo like, out of nowhere goes, I guess he wasn't that bad after all. Nothing? Why would you say that? He he brought you all that cheese. He's a great house guest. Yeah. He. Tr <laughs> I mean, yes, he went out for hot dog stuff and came back with wedges of cheese, which is weird. But maybe he <laughs> makes hot dogs weird. I don't know. I mean... Maybe that's just what he was cheese told. Cheese dogs are a thing, Sky. True. But, but not with that fancy-ass cheese. Yeah. It's always the cheapest cheese you can get. You get a can of cheese that's good for 40 years. Yeah. There's currently one chilling in this house waiting for a nacho party. Once a year we have a nacho party. We've had a couple emergency pizza parties, too. I live a weird life. So the turtles decide they're going to go find him once it gets dark. And... <laughs> <laughs> we got okay so we wait, got outside wait last Andre week was wait. walking down the street using the disruptor as a cane and it is blowing up the asphalt a little bit and then the most bizarre thing in the episode but the happens. funniest thing i think so because last week i was like sweetie pie is probably my favorite but then fucking quiz <laughs> what's the most menacing mode of transportation we could give the scientist <laughs> Who's he's built a, a teleporting device. He's on a goddamn bicycle. <laughs> he's on, like, it's not, 
it's a fixed gear. It's like it's a cruiser bicycle. Yeah, it's like a Schwinn, an old timey <laughs> Schwinn. Jake and I laughed so, so loud. <laughs> just cause, uh, it comes out of nowhere. He's wearing his yellow lab coat, and it's just it's blowing just, behind him like a cape. His and hair is blowing in the wind. Uh, and it's uh, so un- unintentionally funny. Yeah, uh, I work with dragons. Here's my bike. <laughs> I'm telling you, he's got, they he have stays, a motorcycle. They tries, had it last episode. He tries to stay fit because he has that cancer or whatever he's got that makes him look so terrible. <laughs> oh, it's man. so good. But not on purpose. No. I mean, that actor rides that bike like a motherfucker. Like, <laughs> he he owns it. That was his idea, probably. <laughs> I got my bike here, guys. <laughs> oh, man. So he spies Andre, uh, who is not in like any residential area. Looking. Right. Is he? Where is he looking for apartments? I don't know. Down by the docks again. <laughs> He's just by a bunch of containers, like metal shipping containers. He's gonna get us one of them small houses. <laughs> they got a whole show on on HGTV. I watched. What if I told you about watching HGTV? To not to gets me all fired up. <laughs> no, he's in the rail yard. That's what he, they're. Oh, they're, they're fucking trains. Okay. Whatever, dude. Maybe he's planning to be a, a transient. If I can't live with my rat friend, I'm gonna be a transient. Then <laughs> well, he decided he couldn't live there. Yeah, I guess that's true. But yeah, Queez rides full speed at him on his bicycle and misses yet again, landing in a bunch of garbage bags for the third time in the episode so far. And Andre doesn't notice still. And he just walks right by. It's finally nighttime. We cut back to oh, the yeah, lair. Because Splinter wouldn't let them go find Andre in the day, even though he met up with Andre early in the day that other day. Yesterday. Day. Time is hard. <laughs> well, for them, it was yesterday morning. Time or is hard evening. in real life. Who knows? So, Either way, the fucking rest a hypocrite. Yes. Well, he probably hasn't had his beers to settle his nerves yet. That's true. It's early or late or something. But he's playing chess by himself, and the other turtles are like... Let's go find him so he doesn't get murdered. So they, we get the getting in the cars. Uh, For the next eight minutes. I've started a car before. There are not this many switches. I, I There's no switches in my car. Mine's just a key. Yeah, I guess that counts as a switch. Sort of. I guess it does successfully take away two minutes that they have to plot out. Yeah, all of this awkwardness that we've been sitting here is waiting for the plot to continue. <laughs> Most of that'll get cut. Oh, son of a bitch. So we cut over to where Andre has decided to take a sit down. Uh, next to a sign that says danger, no access, because yep. he doesn't give a fuck. Well, also, I'm guessing they're portraying him as not knowing where he's at. Yeah, maybe. He hasn't, I don't know if he's interacted with anybody throughout the day. Because I'm sure somebody would be like, oh, you can't rent rooms here. This is a rail yard. Do you think he just walks around going, apartment? <laughs> apartment? No, he was walking around silently. Yeah, tapping, waiting till he heard the tap of an apartment. That's right. Tippy tap, 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 nope. Tippy tap, tap, nope. Tippy tip, tap, tap, nope. Tip, tip. Oh, there it is. Tap, nope. Damn. So he's just sitting down and Queez and the rank show up. And they, they're in a menacing position, but again, it's kind of lost on him but he understands that he's being threatened because the queez is just like give me your cane and immediately he goes to use his cane as a weapon he activates the burner waves it around and the effect on it isn't terrible but it's not great you don't know what a a bio melter looks like that could be it i guess it does leave a nice trail uh but queez luckily had his lucky marbles with him dumps it out and uh successfully trips a blind man a lot of little balls in this episode Andre falls down. He's old as fuck, too. That would kill him. Yeah, he should have broke both hips. Yeah. His bones are made of glass. Yeah. Queez picks up the thing 
and says checkmate as though he knows that this gentleman plays chess a lot. But <laughs> there's no true. way he could have known that. Also, test the thing on Andre. Like, you're evil. <laughs> it's true. He's a blind old homeless man at this point. No one knows. <laughs> he has a monster friend. It's true. That's it. You've been following him around all day. You know that there's nobody looking <laughs> for him. But uh, the turtles drive up like they'll do. In New York City, they knew exactly where to go. And fucking Master Splinter is already there. Maybe that's how they knew. <laughs> Splinter told us this is where he was at. So they were driving around for nothing because Splinter got there before them somehow. Because he just went through the sewer and popped up. I he, guess. Killed a lot. he didn't take the interstate. Uh, important note, he's wearing his hood yeah. and is completely indistinguishable from a regular human. He looks like a person when he's wearing his hood. For the record, that is not accurate. What are you talking about? Quiz thinks he's a person, but then he takes off his hood and he's like, what the fuck? <laughs> he does gasp and go into a fighting stance with, with the bio disruptor. Oh, man. Also, I, at this point, you know there are five monster turtles. You work for dragons from another dimension. This rat should not set you back that much. Like he, Yeah, also you're in New York where there are rats that are probably at least half the size of the rat right? you're looking at. Or the turtles show up. And then they start fight the rank, and Queez tries to stab uh, Master Splinter with the dis- bio disruptor. The fight is pretty okay. Like, there's a lot of construction equipment and rail yard stuff. But then and they spools. But then they do like this patty cake thing. Yeah, Leonardo and Donatello do a patty cake with what? different lyrics, and then they punch the rank. What do you think would happen if we edited out all the dumbness like that? Like, if you had just taken that out and gone right to the flip where Donatello flips up on the thing? Yeah, there's a zip line set up. For Donatello to kick a dude? I don't think it's set up for that. I think it's there. I don't know why you would have a zipline. Well, I don't think it's a zipline. I think it's a construction line. For what? For construction! All right, fair enough. Everyone here who's been on a construction site, raise your hand. Put your hand down. You've never been on a construction site. I wasn't doing anything, but I was on one. You're just hanging out on construction sites, hoping you become an animorph, don't you? (laughs) I'm going to cut through the construction site, guys. But our mom said to not to. Well, yeah, because we'll probably get murdered. Yeah, but, but there's an off chance an, an alien will land. <laughs> a centaur deer is going to come down and give me morphing powers, and then I'll have to go through some incredibly dark stuff. <laughs> Way too dark for my reading level at the time. Uh, but for that to happen, you'd have to come home from the mall, and who's going to do that? Nothing. There's nothing in our mall. <laughs> uh, there's not even a food court anymore. The last nope. store is finally closed. Our mall's real sad, y'all. It's real funny. Stop saying y'all. I'll do what I want. No! So, Queez is fighting Splinter. Splinter should just bash him in the head with his cane. Like, especially when he's behind him. I get maybe he's having fun because he is cackling through the whole thing. But, dude, be a ninja and end this. He's also, they're also using the fighting Splinter head, which means the mouth is just open the whole time and, <laughs> and terrifying. It's, it's unnerving. Venus goes over to help Andre. Splinter manages to flick the uh, biodisruptor over to Andre's feet. And then apparently Ninja vanishes because Queez just walks right over and takes it back from him. He grabs the thing and activates it so the tip is glowing. And then he decides, now's the time when I'm going to go ahead and use it and murder these things and people and whatever. Giving And then he pauses to do a note, giving Venus a lot of time to pull the armored beads out and huck them in the air. He stupidly looks up at the, the balls she threw, and then she grabs the disruptor and snaps it over her knee like she's goddamn Bane snapping Batman in half. Yet again, tiny balls. <sighs> Saving the day. He, and then Queez is like, you destroyed it! She just broke it in half. Just connect the wires again and you're probably fine. Okay, you're not a delicate genius. <laughs> you can do everything once. He's probably got the plan somewhere. 
Maybe on that book he wrote for Donatello. Maybe. Uh, but nope, he's completely defeated. All the other rank are just, you know, defeated. And then we, that's it. They don't bother getting, like, arresting Queez or whatever. They don't have that kind of power. They not Yeah, police. but knock him out and leave him there tied up or something. I guess. The, but how do you, what do you? You leave a note. You oh, call okay. the police. Do yeah. a Spider-Man. But, like, where's your evidence that he was doing anything illegal in this case? I don't know. He looks like a monster. He does look like a monster. Their best bet was to just fucking drown him. They should have done it. Because they were right there at the docks. And it's not like Andre would have been a witness. Right? You wouldn't have to kill him, too. Oh, there's just a dolphin. Yeah. It certainly wasn't a body we rolled in there. (laughs) That dolphin's doing a lot of screaming. It's it's weird that you mentioned that, but I'm going to go ahead and believe you. (laughs) So, from it's daytime now... And from there, uh, I don't know how much time has passed, but Andre has found an apartment and has moved in, and all of the turtles are there, even though it's daytime. And there's way more stuff than he had before? Yeah, I don't know how he fit that bed in those suitcases, but whatever. Maybe maybe it's a furnished apartment. Yeah, maybe he's... Also, maybe he's just really rich and he bought all new stuff. <laughs> I, I think the fact that he went and lived in the sewer for a spell... Um, well, for less than 12 hours. Right, because like, his landlord was like, get the fuck out, and then he got the fuck out. <laughs> like, you're, you have to give someone more notice than just yeah. pack your suitcases, you're Legally, out of here. Yeah. yeah. But maybe he w- wasn't living in a legal situation. This is the part where I thought maybe he might kiss Splinter. I thought that he was going to finally just be like, I know you're a rat and these are turtles. Yeah, I also thought I that. really hope I wanted that to happen. I thought that was more likely to happen than the kiss. Yeah, but nope, he still doesn't know. He accuses Splinter of wearing a fur coat all the time. And being a werewolf. <laughs> yeah, he's real close. And then everybody laughs and this, it ends. Yay! I mean, I was saying yay for a big Yeah. Uh, I mean, it was a happy ending. That's true. Queez didn't win, so we have that going for us. <sighs> and nobody got biomatter fried or whatever the hell it was. Yeah, we got that going for us. Jake. Uh-oh. What would you say is the most turtle-rific part of this episode? I'm going to go ahead and say uh, Raphael's face when <laughs> he springs the trap. It was the look of pure irritation. It was <laughs> great. It's almost like they built that turtle just to have that rustic face. <laughs> it's true, because like, the actor did like a little sigh also. You yeah. could see his shoulders drop because he was so annoyed. It was great. <laughs> Oh, also, Queez rode that bicycle really good. <laughs> I forgot. That was going to be mine. Oh, sorry. Oh, uh, that was pretty boss. Yeah, I don't have one. That was going to be mine. Ah. But it's fine. That, that, <laughs> I really, I don't know, like, if they copywrote the, the Wicked Witch of the West theme. Because I, I feel like it's been long enough that it's probably fair use. But they know, didn't use it, and I really wish that they had. Watching him ride into frame was hilarious. I mean, you can edit and that really easily. Well, maybe not the video for me, but I could throw it in here. I mean, that's what you meant. No, I mean, it's just a video. You just put sound over oh. it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. So that was episode 20. Yeah. The guest. What uh, What do we got on the docket for next Episode week? 21. Oh. It's called uh, Like Brothers. Yeah. The continuing conflict between Raphael and Donatello comes to a head again. Is it Donatello? This time, however, Mike and Leonardo get dragged into it. Couple things. They refer to Mikey as Mike in the description. <laughs> That's odd. Mike. Um, also, the continuing conflict between Lee, uh, uh, Raphael and Donatello. That's bizarre. It must mean continuing from the cold open into the rest of the episode. <laughs> Probably. Um, I don't know. that. Maybe they typed it up wrong. Maybe it's supposed to be Leonardo. Because I know there is an episode where they, uh, Leonardo and Raphael have a, a long debate that uh, ends up being a clip show. Oh, yeah? There's a clip show? Uh Uh-huh. I don't know. 
I don't know. <laughs> so that'll be fun. We'll find out next week. Yay. Um, Maybe this one's the Christmas one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Wouldn't that be great? Should have asked Rick. How come there's no Christmas one? <laughs> that website that James recommended about Christmas is wonderful, everyone. Good looking out, James. Yeah. So is that it? Is that this episode of our podcast? I think so. Whatever it's called. Uh, Pop culture. Failure. That's it. Uh, yeah. If you so hot. It's like a it's, thousand it's degrees. It's so in hot here. in here. Why did it get so hot? I don't know. <laughs> you can follow the show at pop or failed pop culture with no e at the end because it was too many characters. You can email the show at popculturefailure at gmail You can follow me, Sky, at sandwich surplus, or me, Jake, uh, on Twitter at uh, Midwest Love Affair. Yay! So that's the episode for this week. Thank you guys very much for listening. We will have um, a bonus episode coming up pretty soon where we interview Rick. Um, some of you saw on the Twitters. It was awesome. It was really great speaking to him. He had a lot of great stories, and I'm really excited to get that out to you guys. He's going to make you feel real bad for disliking the show as yeah. much as you do. Yeah. Because it sounded really cool and fun to make. <laughs> he had a good time. Yeah. And he had a great time talking to us about uh, all the... the <laughs> all the. I'm at a loss for words. He had a great time telling us all the stories from on set and... Uh, really struggled I, I don't know why because it's so damn hot it's too hot to focus but thank you guys very much for listening we will see you next time bye Ninja Turtles are on the scene mess with green and it's gonna get me Ninja Turtles are on the scene mess with green and it's gonna get me yeah does it work yeah but the levels are way down We'll fix it. I am fixing it. Why don't you shut your fucking mouth? I'll kill all of us. Then do it already. Meh, meh, meh. Look how loud I can talk. That's why I don't let you see the recording. <laughs> Damn it. Today's guest is the penguin.